Hello and welcome to the Incredible Witness podcast. Today's episode is called Control What You Say. Have you ever listened to the words that spill from people's lips? They are talking incessantly, but their words have no real value or meaning. No real thought has been given to what they are saying. They are angry, frustrated or impulsive, and they don't care if the world knows it. You could say their purpose in talking is just to vent or let off, let off steam. There is no real plan or worthwhile end in mind. They simply want to argue, have their say, have the last word or feel that they are in the right. I'm sure you have heard or been part of such conversations. In a similar way, just imagine listening to someone who talks too much or shows that they have little or no control over what comes out of their mouth. Their mouth is like a tap that has been fully turned on, but there is no pressure valve to control either the amount or the quality of what flows out, and consequently what comes out is lacking in quality and value. When listening to such communication, it is difficult to ascertain what useful purpose, if any, was conveyed by the person speaking. You could say they were talking only for the sake of talking. In marked contrast to the type of communication mentioned, when giving evidence or being cross-examined, you have to be very clear that the point of your communication is not to let off steam or to discuss trivial matters. Instead, it must be directed with a clear goal or end in mind. Your communication should be tailored and specific, using examples where possible, that assist in clarifying what you mean, so as to achieve your goal. The ability to verbally communicate is a gift that the virtue all of us have been given, but few people seem to use it well or to maximum effect, and this is probably because it takes time and effort to do so. Many people choose to emphasise the strength of their feelings and desires by raising their, their voice, talking over others, or via the use of profanity. However, the great thing about the English language, I can't speak about other languages as I'm only fluent in this one, is that you can express yourself fully in different ways, without shouting, swearing or behaving in a bullying, unpleasant manner. The quality of the words you use the tone used when expressing yourself, the use you make of speaking concisely and of, and of silence, as well as the overall attitude you adopt throughout answering questions, all colour the way you come across to those listening to you. To illustrate my point, you will no doubt have heard parents bellowing the same instructions to their child repeatedly, with ever-increasing agitation, volume and frustration in their tone of voice. You can see, hear and feel their stress level rising, but their method of communication is ineffective because it is as if the child cannot hear them. It seems that the parent fails to consider testing out different ways to communicate and get through to their child. You could argue that the way they communicate and the usefulness of their, of their means of communication is very limited and in dire need of improvement. To use this type of communication at court would be very unhelpful to you. You have to develop the capacity to respond to questions in a variety of different ways and choose the ways best that best suit you in any given situation. It's very important to be circumspect about what you say and the way you say it when you're in the witness box. Everything you say should be carefully weighed and considered before you decide to express it. 
This is why I constantly advise anybody giving evidence to take their time, listen carefully to what is being asked of them, and then think about how best they might respond or they might want to respond to the questions posed. I think that in addition to thinking about the question when possible, some thoughts should be given to asking yourself this question. What is the best way to answer that question? So you're not just thinking of what you can throw out as some form of an answer, but are actively thinking about the variety of ways in which that question can be answered. Now, I know this is an added stress to be considering when under pressure to answer questions. But if you want to give the best evidence, you have to factor this in to your preparation and answers. Never rush or be in a hurry to answer a question. The time you take to answer a question is something that is completely in your control. Never allow yourself to be rushed, intimidated or bullied when in the witness box. If you allow others to, to rush or intimidate you, you will feel pressured to say something that you have not thought through and does not present you in the best possible light. Few things are in your control when you are in the witness box, and as a result it is vitally important to make the maximum use of the things that are. Being in control of your emotional state, listening attentively to the questions asked of you, thinking clearly about the variety and implications of the answers you are considering giving, choosing the tone and time of your answer are the factors completely within your power to control. If you rush to answer questions and fail to think about not only what is being asked of you and the best ways to answer it, as well as where the question might be leading you, then you will easily find yourself caught in a trap or cornered by those cross-examining you. There's a lot to think about when giving evidence, but what you should spend your time focusing your attention on is how you want to come across or present. Think of the end result first. How do you want to feel after you have completed giving your evidence? What are the thoughts and emotions you want to come away from the witness box with? Giving evidence is very taxing and consumes a lot of your time, thoughts and emotional energy. But taking the time to invest in the outcome you want to achieve is time and effort well spent. People who do not take the time to invest their energies into the result they ultimately wish to produce can expect to meet with distressing disappointment that lingers with them and leaves a highly unpleasant lasting taste of their time in the witness box. Of course, there are no guarantees concerning the outcome, but you can pretty much ensure humiliating failure if you neglect to prepare diligently for the result you wish to achieve. So begin with the end goal in mind is a great way to start preparing to give evidence and thinking about and feeling the emotions you wish to feel as an end result will, will provide you with the motivation to plan, prepare and expect such results. The more you prepare with the end goal in mind, the greater the likelihood of you producing the evidence consistent with the outcome you desire. Being able to control what you say does not come easily. It requires control over your attitude or thoughts and feelings you're focusing on inside of you. It has to do with mastering your inner thoughts and feelings. It involves taking complete control of your state of mind and what you choose to focus on. When you have control over your emotional state of mind, then instead of reacting to what goes on outside of you 
or being triggered by another person's words or behaviour, you can decide how you wish to respond. Knee-jerk reactions are the way most people act when in the witness box because that's the way they are accustomed to behaving in normal life situations. Most people allow others to trigger their emotional reactions. You can see and hear it happening every day on the streets or when driving on the, on the roads. But when you practice mastering your inner world and gain control over yourself, this eventually becomes habitual and then what goes on outside of you no longer holds the same level of control over you. You will find that achieving this level of control helps you tremendously, not just when in the witness box, but in all aspects of your life.